Previously on Failure to Launch. Good news, you learned that the probe launcher wasn't broken, so technically your job's done now, so... You hear what sounds like faint crying coming from a floor above you. No. That's never good. No, no, I ain't dealing with no witches, I'm out of here, no, I'm done, <laughs> I'm done. Klaus instantly trips, he's like, oh, a strudel! <laughs> and he like smacks the wall angrily, I'm so clumsy! <laughs> and he kicks a couple of pots and like throws a chair out a window. <laughs> on. So you grab them both and they're whisked up to the building. Down below, you can hear Evie going, the heck, man, <laughs> as it whirs around upset. You guys ready to crash through this window really cool-like? Uh, sure. Glass flies everywhere, and you've smacked down onto the floor, and you've made it inside the laser. And you look over and you see this massive control panel, and this very tired-looking man looking really scared. You're not supposed to be here. You're all supposed to be dead. Welcome, ladies and gents, to Failure to Launch, Season 1, Episode 4 of Dark Waters. This might be our series conclusion, depending on how things go today. And joining me as always, we have Mitch Stockmull. Hey guys. David Calvert. Hello. And Chris Matthews, the god of rolling even numbers. And now you've jinxed it. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> So welcome everyone to the podcast. For those of you who don't know, my name is Jonathan. I'm a screenwriter, and this is a choose-your-own-adventure story that we're playing through. If you'd like to listen to the entire series, I'd seriously recommend you start at episode one. But if you want to join us right here, right now, it's going to be kind of confusing, but enjoy the ride. So let's, re oh, let's recap where we left off. What just happened, guys? Stress-inducing situations. Yes, Mitch, um, not Mitch, Chris yanked the entire party up onto the <laughs> rooftop everyone rolled perfectly seconds before klaus and axel died now evie's no longer with you guys but you assume she's heading towards the laser as well but you're not certain other than that everyone's good but you also threw klaus off a building so he has one help left just keep that in mind and you guys just got inside the laser right yeah and we heard a voice kind of agitated with us yeah so just do a quick recap again as you crash into the laser room you hear an angry voice saying what are you doing here and you look up and you see a very very tired looking man in his what it looks like late 30s with his hands outstretched protectively in front of what you assume is the control panel for the laser he says you're not supposed to be here you're supposed to be dead you're supposed to be dead no i said it first not you you don't know that so at this point Axel will take control of this. He says, Gene, you gotta stop this. We all can leave the planet together. So this guy now you notice is Gene, and you can thank him for shooting you guys out of the sky at the beginning of the story. Thanks for shooting us out of the sky at the beginning of the story. Matthew so Gene's is just gonna start swearing at Gene in Scottish because he's pissed. <laughs> so Gene's eyes dart around wildly, and he responds very strongly to your aggression, Mitch. He says, no. That's not true, Axel. You can't fool me. You're one of them. You're all against me. So then he pulls out of his pocket a very threatening-looking laser gun and shakily starts aiming it and pointing it between all of you. You're all, you all just want to eat me. You're, I'm just food to you, aren't I? Well, I'm not going to be your dinner. You're going to be dead. <laughs> hey, Gene, how about a peace offering? And I give him my keyboard. So do you try to walk over to him and do no, this? No, no, I, I throw the keyboard at his feet and kind of like, I put out my feet and kick it over to him. Okay, so he's like, Argh! and he blasts the keyboard, and it instantly melts and disintegrates, and oh, it my makes a little caps. hole in the floor. What else is in the room? I'm so glad you asked. So, you are finally in the laser control room or whatever. So, it's this very big circular room. Very nice place, actually, were it not for the current situation you find yourself in. So, over where Gene's at to the right, there's this huge control panel. In the center of the room to the back, you see this elevator with a sign, The Core. And then you see a bunch of research stuff. You see several mini-fridges, actually, off to the side. And you see some desks and tables where you feel like other workers would be during the day. 
Also, there is a window. Well, I'm sorry, no, not a window. There is a door with, um, like, kind of one of those nautical hatches, you know, with, like, one of those ship windows. You know what I'm talking about? Like a porthole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, porthole, thank you. And you can see the faces of several uglies, like, pressed against it. And they are alive uglies. They, like, very much want to get in there and meet you. Uh -huh. That was terrible. Gene, what you got going on in that little porthole over there? So Gene doesn't take his eyes off you, and he says, That's the entrance into here, you dummy. Why do you think I'm keeping it closed? Well, hostile, are we? So Gene just turns over <laughs> to you, and his eyes go wild. He's like, don't try to trick me. I know what you're doing. Yes, because all of those things are as sassy as I am. I don't know what these things are. They just showed up one day. They just showed up, and they... They took them from me. Gene's eyes go kind of, um... Sad for a moment, and he looks down for a second, and then he motions over to the porthole, and he says, Do you see any women over there in the porthole? No. Okay, so you look over, and you do see two oh, women okay. in the porthole. <laughs> like, yes! <laughs> so you see one woman, kind of looking roughly Jean's age, and one little girl with golden locks. And they'd be very beautiful if their faces weren't contorted into snarls and they were trying to eat you. And then Jean says, When this thing started, they took Olivia. And Lucy, they were all I had. And then, fire returns to his eyes, and he says, And I'm gonna make darn sure this never happens to anyone again. And he points the gun back. No one is leaving this planet. This infection stays and dies here. And then he primes the gun and is about to fire at Mick. Klaus. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Klaus is still outside. Right. Remember, he threw him. I went for Klaus to die. So... Question. Are you asking me or are you asking Gene? I'm asking Gene. Okay, Gene's like, you have 10 seconds. Why are you just keeping it here instead of, say, blowing up the core and destroying this thing? Okay, so he says, we don't know how this thing works. What if it actually spreads in the air? What if it's airborne? We could all be infected right now for all we know. Then you can do a favor and off yourself. Gosh. <laughs> Man. Gene's like, that was uncalled for. <laughs> Okay, and then he preps his gun and he fires it at Mitch. So, Mitch, you have an opportunity to dodge here, so I would recommend you do that. I will I will roll the dodge. Two. Two, okay. So you cartwheel out of the way. And there is <laughs> and there is a nice little hole where you were standing. He's like, clever little buggers. And then Gene, after that, he turns to fire at you, David. Oh boy. Oh um, I'm rushing this guy. Oh, then never mind, he aims to target at you, Chris. Then I'll Do rush it. this guy. Oh, oh crud, okay. <laughs> okay, so while you're running, Axel yells out to you, that standard military model, he only gets five shots per charge. And have you been able to tell how many times he's shot so far? Once. <clears throat> Twice, what? <clears throat> what was the second one? Remember the first time it was a warning shot? Second oh, time he shot oh, at Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he shoots at you, Mitch, or at you, Chris, I'm sorry. Let's and you it. guys are about 20 feet away from him. I jump at him. Okay, well, you gotta roll to make sure he doesn't just shoot you in the face. One. You so stupid aiming low at him. main. <laughs> okay, my box so... of low main blocked my dice. Because am I also jumping at him while he's doing this, though? Yeah, you're both. I mean, you can both do it, but, like, he all he has to do is, like, move his hand. So he gets to fire at both of you once, at least. So, Chris, he hits you. He hits you. Well, you're 20 feet away, so we can, like, aim and shoot before you guys both get there. Yeah. So, Chris, he hits you in the shoulder for two damage and you kind of cartwheel off to the side from the horse and your arm is just burning. And then David, um, you go ahead and roll. 16. 16, okay. So you dodge the laser and you come up onto Gene and you guys are struggling with the gun. Now I need you to roll to try and take the gun from him. Sure. 19. 19, okay. So Gene shoves you away. He does not get a fire action this time, but he says, I know what you guys are trying to do. You want to get out of here and spread this infection. Well, I'm not going to let you. And then Gene quickly turns around. He types in a quick command on the computer. You hear the sound of a lock, and then he blasts the terminal with his laser. Ah, well, now he's out of fire shots, so that's good, right? Yeah, so after that, Gene turns to fire at you again, David. He's like, say your prayers, space zombie. And I, I just let him try and shoot. Yeah, and he fires, and you hear like, click, crud. So then he fumbles, was like, how do you reload this thing again? So he starts trying to fumble with it. And then I go for the tackle. Okay. So at this point, he's pretty distracted. So you just tackle him and you pin the dude to the ground. So nice. Gene's flailing around wildly. He's like, what do you think you're doing? You're going to kill the entire human race if you're not careful. I'm just going to start with you. Oh my gosh. And then I hit him <laughs> until he's unconscious. God. 
gosh. <laughs> okay. Gosh. Well, that was such a mean, um, such a mean um, thing to say that you instantly knock him unconscious. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, You're a nice right. man. So as he fades into unconsciousness, he's like, jerk. <laughs> Goes unconscious. Wow. Okay, you guys have survived. Um, Chris just has a hole in his arm. Um, I'm gonna look around for anything that might be able to patch me up. So you go, so all that's in here is this control panel, um, the elevator, and the mini fridges and the work desks. So where do you want to investigate? Mini fridges first. So you open up the mini fridges, and guess what? You see the Off-World Minerals brand room temperature water. Turns out there are no plugs in here either. What about on the workbench? And the workbench, okay. And the workbench, you see a little bit of glue, some tape, and some scissors. Wonderful. So, again, since it's been a little while, you also do have that healing cream that you got out of the ship. <gasps> I forgot about that. I get an extra use out of it, don't I? Yeah, since you're a doctor, you know how to apply it more um, evenly and use less of it. Right. I don't think y'all mind if I patch up my bullet wound, will you? Go for it. So, Klaus, so Klaus at this point is able to crawl into the window. He's like, I'd like some medicine, please. I'm oh. ouchie. I'm using it real quick on myself. Oh! <laughs> Klaus is very sad. Okay, so you kind of grunt in pain for a second, and when you look down at your arm, you see that your healing process has been increased hundreds and hundreds of percent. So you see, like, muscles slowly, like, coming back together and stitching themselves back, and you flex your shoulder and feel good as new. Wonderful. And now the tube of medicine is empty now. Give the tube to Klaus. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Oh, thank you. So Klaus is going to busy himself trying to squeeze some out, and you guys are free to talk while he's distracted. Oh, okay, so what do we do about this gene guy? I think we should just throw him out there. I want to take that mouse and tie up his um, arms and legs. <laughs> hog, hog time. I was thinking of that, but first, let's see if he has any, like, executive key cards or anything on his person. So you pat down Gene, and you find two things inside of his jacket. Well, actually, you find three things, I'm sorry. So you find a photo of what you assume is his wife and kid. They perfectly match the two uglies outside trying to eat you, so that's cool. You also see a key to the elevator inside this room, and you also find a key that locks the door to the laser. Sorry, okay. the key that unlocks the laser? So, sorry, the key that unlocks the front door where oh. all the uglies are trying to get in. Oh, okay. So well, let's not you can unlock that. it if you want, but I wouldn't recommend it. Can we just, you think we could just throw the key out the window and leave, uh, what's his name in here? Gene. Yeah, Gene. Or we throw Gene out the window and leave the key in here. Oh. We're really dark but, tonight, aren't we? But first, let's use the mouse to hog time. Yeah. Yes. So you um, hogtie Gene, and he looks like a prize cattle once you're done with him. All right. Let's go to this little laser bit here. Yeah, what about the console he shot? Yeah. So you go, you go over to the panel, and it is just shot, pun intended. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask good old Axel, because he was maintenance, if he can see what's wrong with it. He's like, yeah, it's been shot with a laser. <laughs> Look, I don't need your sass, okay? <laughs> it's like, I'm an engineer, not a miracle. Or I'm a mechanic, not a miracle worker. Is there a way to kind of hotwire it from the behind the panel? So Axel goes down, takes a look at it, and he says, this thing's fried. Looks like, um, so Axel, Axel actually looks shaken for a second. He composes himself and takes a breath. And he says, guys, I'm not really sure how else to tell you this, but it looks like Gene over here set this thing onto executive override. There's no way we can unlock this without the control panel intact. And the only way to stop this laser now is to cut it off at its source. Ah, the core, huh? The core. No, that plug over there. There are no plugs in here. Just unplug it. <laughs> well, I guess we need to go to the core. If only we had a map. If only. So, almost on cue, you hear, excuse me, this door is not opening. Let me in. Jerks. All it right. sounds like she's still mad at you for abandoning her. Um, are there uglies at the door still? You walk over instantly here, <laughs> as about a dozen uglies try to get inside and eat you. Hmm. I'm gonna pick up this little laser pistol that he had and try to kind of shots, but can like I reload it? So when you tackled him, he dropped the ammo clip, and he had one clip left, and there are five shots in it. Oh, good. We can all kill ourselves. Wonderful. <laughs> Or we could shoot Klaus five times in the head. <laughs> also a good idea. All right, I think. So you got that gun. 
You think we can hold him off for two seconds? I'd have to get that little robot in here so we can figure out how to get to the core. Yeah, I'd really like it. Well, how long, how wide is the robot compared to the uglies? Oh, the robot's tiny. Oh, yeah, so it's you just like have to open the door two, a little crack. It's like two feet tall, one feet across. So you think we can open the door slightly, robot in, and, then and the, slam it. the five of us hold the door um, where it is? I'm concerned that they're goopy and they might like slip in through the crack if we open it a little bit. That's what I'm worried about. I don't have anything better. I mean, I know it's not. I know we're gonna. It's gonna bite us in the butt. But I don't have anything uh, better. To do. Um, what else did you say was at the workshop area? In the workshop area, you see some scissors, some masking tape, and some glue. I want the scissors and the masking tape. Hey Axel, do you know where this fuel cell is? The fuel center, fuel rod. The fuel rod for the pistol? No, sorry. I mean for the power source for the. Uh, the laser. core. The core. That's it. That's the word I was looking for. So we built a, re or when this place was founded, as I'm sure you guys are aware, there's a strong electromagnetic pulse that comes out of this planet, and it comes from the core. So what the scientists did, they designed a reactor down in the core that feeds off that energy, and that's what keeps the laser running. So that way, if there's ever a power blackout, we can still be protected from meteorites. No, that's fine. I just mean, how do we get there? Oh, huh, that elevator. My bad. What so he motions, over to the, he motions over to an elevator that was in the back of the room. It has a sign, the core, above it. Well, do we want that? How badly do we want that map? I think we can probably squeeze the door open, get the robot in, pick her up, run to the elevator, and have some people in the elevator already kind of pushing the button to shut the door so we can just run in and close the door behind us. That might be a good idea. Ooh, and uh, Gene's hogtied on the floor, so maybe they'll attack him first. Gosh. Ooh. He just wanted his family back, man. Well, he'll yeah, join them. Well, Oblivion. Everyone, he'll everyone join them. knows. Heck. Everyone knows you do not get your family back by killing other people. That's Come true. On. That's true. I have the key card so I could just stand in the elevator. You gotta stand in the elevator and be ready to press the button. We're gonna squeeze the door open a little bit, see if we can shut it, and then run. But don't we have to come back up through this area? Well, presumably. I don't know. What are we doing? Blowing up this core down here? So at this point, Axel's gonna take you guys aside. He's like, yeah, let's actually let's actually discuss the escape plan after this, because if we if we destroy the laser, there is nothing that's gonna stop these meteors from destroying the station and our ship. So, why, yeah, what's our motivation for turning off this laser here? It's gonna shoot us out of the sky when we try to fly away. We still need right, to get parts either, to fix our ship. Either we get shot out of the sky by the laser for sure, or we might survive a meteor shower. I guess there's no chance of saving everybody here. I mean, so our ship's not repaired, right? We need ship parts, I guess. Where can we find those, Axel? You told us earlier, but I forgot. Yeah, Axel gets kind of an evil grin on his face. It's like, I'm glad you asked. And then this is like the movie part where it's like a screen wipe. Kind of like in Star Wars. So for the sake of the plot, Axel magically whisks you guys back over to the shipyard. <laughs> we gotta keep the plot rolling, am I right? And you guys can just jump out the window with those boots anyway, so you could have done it. We'll just speed it up. So Axel screen wipes you guys over to the shipyard, and he's, he shows it off to you, Mitch, and he wants you to go look for parts to repair your ship. Alright, I'll go look for parts. So while he's looking for parts, Axel's gonna take you guys aside. He says, alright boys, here's the plan. So this is gonna require a little bit of cooperation, because if that meteor shower starts, and we're at the bottom of the core, we're not going to get back to the ship in time. But if we start flying the ship before that laser's down, we're going to get shot out of the sky. So I think we kind of have to split the party up a little bit to make sure that both groups are able to do their things at the exact same time. All right, Klaus can turn the laser off. Klaus can turn the laser <laughs> You're really trusting Klaus with that. And <laughs> we all sit in the ship. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> What's happened the last two times you've left Klaus in charge of something? He did great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Real go-getter attitude. So, yeah, so Klaus is just in the corner nursing his wounds. He's like, oh. <laughs> he couldn't find any medicine. Well, I'll volunteer to go down into the core. I'll volunteer also. All right, then Axel says, sounds like Klaus and Mitch should go back to the ship then. And oh you. Oh, my gosh, no. Um, Axel says, actually, you guys may want me just in case. I I have a suspicion you might need me. For some I have reason. a lot of plot relevance. No, 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 it's not actually for the plot. Like, this is how Axel would respond, I promise. Oh, okay, okay. So, us three, and then, uh, yeah, have fun with Klaus over there. Klaus says, do you guys have a doctor? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Chris, not Chris, Mitch, you um, look around for a little bit, and you finally find what you've been looking for. So, your ship is pretty much perfect, except for the busted engine, 
and a hole, which means you are not airtight if you go into outer space. And you find a little bit of nano wrap. It's like fiber wrap that you can wrap on something, and the nanobots shape themselves around the hole to fit any sort of contour. Very advanced, actually. You're surprised to find it in a rinky-dink shipyard like this. Nano wrap? Yeah, so that's going to fix the hole in the ship. It won't fix the engine, but you also find some tools here that will help you with that job. All right, so as an engineer, can I tell that everything that I have currently is enough to fix the ship and get it at least space-worthy and flight-worthy? Yes, you can. Awesome. I'll just let everyone else know that I have enough to fix the ship. So this is the dramatic part in the movie where the music starts to swell and everyone's about to have to go off and do their own things. So you all get out around in a circle and Klaus is like, mm, we should have a name for our team. How about Team Strudel? Mm. Like all of us or like you and Mitch? Oh, good question. All of us. And you guys can suggest your own team names I know, if you I was want. trying to think of something clever. Something fighting at Klaus. Anti-Germany. Team two-time World War champions. <laughs> Klaus scowls at this. <laughs> team Just Reich. Just Reich. <laughs> That's funny. And then Axel says, how about team? The sooner we get off this planet, the sooner we don't have to die. And Klaus is like, oh, it eh, doesn't have much of a ring to it, but I guess if you guys want to. Right, how about the team railroad conductor? Let's do it. Choo-choo. <laughs> okay, so you guys are going to split up now. Great, who do we want to follow first? Mitch, you want to go first, or Chris and David? Doesn't matter, we can go, go first. first. Yeah. Right, Mitch can go first, yeah. Yeah, I'll okay. go first. So, how are you getting back to the ship? <laughs> Carefully and without alerting any of the uglies. Sure, but you have Klaus with you. How are you going to prepare for that? I know! <laughs> I don't know how You forgot about this. the Klaus effect. <laughs> no, the second I realized I was with Klaus, I was just like, I'll be fine, but he's going to alert everything in the nearest vicinity. Just have him lead. He'll be really quiet. Yeah, absolutely not. From where I'm standing, uh, what looks to be the fastest way towards the ship? It's probably going to be the rooftops again. Okay, so what's my best way to get to the rooftops again? If you can find an alleyway without getting spotted, you can shimmy up to the top and just jump across back to the housing district. And then if you make it there without getting caught, you can take the ladder back down to the ship. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Easier said than done, right? Oh, that sounds so simple. Before we split up, can I hand them the elevator key? <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I just looked at my inventory, I was like, oh, hey, I still have that. That's so funny, yes. Oh, uh, do you guys still want that map? Yeah, we got the robot with us, right? On the outside, isn't Oh, it? no, that never happened. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll deal oh, with guys, that. guys, shoot. I completely forgot to tell you something really important before. Oh, gosh. So, last time when you guys were searching uh, Gene's body, you found one other thing. You found the short-range radio that he used to communicate with you guys when he said, no one should come here and shot you down. Neat. One of you guys should take that so I can contact you when I have the ship up and running. Sounds good. All right, which one of you takes the radio? I'll hold it. Great. So, Mitch, um, let's see if you and Klaus can make it to the ship. Yeah. I'm going to try and get to one of the alleyways that looks somewhat... Empty. Okay, so I'm not I'm not gonna make you suffer and backtrack, okay? But as long as you and Klaus can both roll me a stealth check, we can say you'll make it back. Uh, I don't like that because I have to rely on Klaus. Um <laughs> Uh wait, do I roll for Klaus? Um, how about Chris rolls for Klaus? We need a bit of good luck. Dang it, mm. I can't cheat. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the five. Oh. Okay, so instantly you're like, Klaus, let's be really quiet. He's like, gotcha. And then he trips like, ooh. And he gets mad again and starts kicking everything around him. And all of a sudden, in the background you hear, and you hear like dozens of footsteps running towards you. <laughs> Wait, does that mean they're going away from the door? Yeah, actually, they're going away. <laughs> well, you're in the shipyard right now, remember? Oh, all right, crap. well, well. Klaus is throwing a tantrum. I'm going to find a way out. Okay, so you, um, so there's an alleyway about 20 feet from me if you want to sprint towards it. Are there any near me? Or any near there? Not yet. Yeah, I'm going to sprint with a two. Okay, so Klaus sees you running. He's like, oh yeah, sneaky. Oops. And then all of a sudden you're, and he goes, ee! And he sprints after you, just barely avoiding one of the monsters. So you and Klaus have made it to the rooftop. But there are a bunch of monsters who have noticed you now. On the roofs? No, 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 no. Below you. But they, they see you. Oh. oh, Jonathan, you're giving me. 
Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. I'm going to take a little snipping of masking tape and put it over Klaus's mouth and tell him to be quiet. And he gives you a thumbs up. Um, is there anything on the roof that I can kick down or throw in an opposite direction to possibly get their attention? Yeah, there's a bunch of loose bricks up there. Yeah, I'm going to toss some bricks into the near into a building on the opposite side of where we're running. Well, you're in luck. All of them follow the brick. Seems they're not very smart. All right, so at this point, Mitch, as long as you can roll me one more stealth check for Klaus, since you already rolled yours, you guys can make it to the ship safely. I'm rolling for Klaus now. As long as you don't cheat. Uh. 14! <laughs> 14. <laughs> okay, so Klaus, Klaus, for once in his life, is quiet. And you guys are able to sneak back onto the ship by some miracle, you climb down the ladder, and you get inside. Klaus rips off his blindfold, or tape, and he's like, Gosh, that was a close one! <laughs> and he's like really loud, but there's no one there to hear you now. Alright, Mario, calm down. Woohoo! So, <sighs> at this point, let's just say you start repairing the ship, okay? Send him to Med Bay or whatever. Send him to Med Bay, okay. And I was gonna make a big deal about fixing the engine since it's all electrical, but since you have one rubber glove left, you're able to do it just fine. So I was just going to say, I only have the one. While you are busy repairing it and Klaus is being Klaus, um, we are going to switch back over to Chris, David, and Axel. And you guys have made it back to the laser. And you see Gene, who has regained consciousness, and he's yelling very naughty words in your direction. So now we got to get this little robot into here. So I'm going to go stand in the elevator. So you open up the elevator? Yes. Okay, you open up the elevator and are immediately assaulted by the smell of rotting flesh. You look inside and the entire elevator rooftop is covered in quivering black ooze. Close it, close it, close it. I close the elevator. Okay, as you are closing the elevator, you see the ooze detach from the top right as the elevator door closes. Great. Gene, what do we do about this? And he's like, you idiot, it can go through cracks! And then all of a sudden it comes through the crack in the elevator. <laughs> ah. And it forms into one of the monsters. Um, it's a regular looking human, except for like, you know, two heads on it now. It looks like it's kind of been fused by another. Fused a little bit with another. And it looks at you guys, and it gives you two beautiful smiles as it starts to run towards you. Before I get shut off uh, its head my nice little laser pistol. Oh, you fired the laser pistol? I'm gonna take nice, nice aim and shoot. Okay, um, let's do this then. So roll to make sure you even shoot in his direction. Four. Four, okay. And then I want you to roll to see whether or not it's fatal. Four again. Nice. Okay, so the laser pierces the chest of the monster and it screams in pain and you see it's Black Ooze attempting to re-repair the body. But there's this huge gaping scorch mark where it was shot, and the ooze seems unable to reconnect for some reason. And then, with a cry, it falls to the ground and disintegrates into a puddle, and with a kind of a hiss of steam, it evaporates into the air. I didn't know these things could be killed. Huh, the more you know. You guys never used fire or anything on it. Not that it was fire, but it was superheated plasma, so. I wonder what it hit then. So you hit, um, you hit right at the base of where the two heads were joined. So you were able to get a two-for-one shot. Nice. Yeah, good shot. All right, so at this point, um, you can open back up the elevator, and you actually see that it's fine now. All the ooze formed up into that monster, and it's clear now. I'm going to grab a couple extra uh, room temperature waters. Okay, you grab some extra waters. I'm going to grab three more. I have five. Okay, you have five waters. Outside, you hear an angry whirring from your robot. When are you going to let me in, man? <laughs> um, I'm going to check to see if they're still out there. Oh yeah, they're still out there. I guess, alright, we need to figure out how to get- Alright, so now the elevator's clear. We just like let the robot get in here and then run to the elevator. Does that sound good to you? Outside, what does it look like? Is it just them out there? So the hallway, is it- Is there some way I can go out? Um, so it's kind of one of those- You know kind of like how at fancy restaurants, the restaurant itself is above ground level, but there's that huge arcing staircase that leads up into it? Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like that. So on the ground, you see you see several uglies just kind of walking around minding their own business, but it's these 12 in front of the door that really seem to have noticed you. So the only way in is the staircase or through the window. Gotcha. Okay. Mm, I'm not really sure what to do in this situation. All right. How badly do we need the map, you think? I feel like we don't need it too much, but... I feel bad leaving it, but I think we can go without it. You know, I'm really... 
I'm really concerned about this dive room, too. The dive room. Yeah, the dive room is pretty cool, I assume. I wouldn't know. I'm not in the game. <laughs> All right, let's just hop in this elevator and see what we find. We're, we're pretty smart people. We can figure out where we're going. All right, let's do it. So this is where you guys are going to hate me a little bit. <laughs> um, you press the button to the elevator, and you see it's out of order. You look over to the side and see the buttons have been smashed. Gene's like, heh, got him. Hmm. Are there stairs? There are no stairs. This I'm building is not up to fire code. This has to have stairs. Well, there's not going to be a staircase going to the core of the planet. Sure there is. I'm but at this point, to... Axel's going to pop up and be useful. He says, guys, I actually think I have something that could help us here. What is that? So, I told you guys that I do repairs here. I'm specifically responsible for repairing the platforms that are in the water to make sure that there's no sort of corrosion. So I'm actually one of the divers here, and I've got some suits that can help us get into the core, as long as the dive room's unlocked. What do you mean, guess the core? Well, remember, this planet's completely underwater, right? So we can just swim to the core from here. It's gonna be a long swim, though. Last time I, I checked, there was something in the water. Oh, don't worry. We actually are prepared for that. So all of our suits actually have this frequency that we match to the monsters and it acts as a deterrent. Now, you wouldn't know that if I wasn't here, obviously. <laughs> but since I'm here, I can adjust the frequency to your suits. Quick question. How far is the drop this elevator to the core? Gosh, um, how many miles? Let me think about that. Um, a lot. Mm -hmm. And if I just say, you know, jumped. Well, we would pick you up when we got down there. And he means, like, pick you up as a pancake. <laughs> I would look good as giblets. Yeah, he looks down at your shoe. It's like, it's anti-gravity, but, like, like that thing's not stopping terminal velocity. So the dive room, the dive room is just, like, a street or two down. You guys just want to say you got there? I'm down. Okay, so you guys make it to the dive room, and it's this hidden room, actually, off to the side, by, by the seaside. You look down, and, like, ten feet away from the railing, you just see the ocean like a couple hundred feet below you. So inside the dive room, it's pretty cool actually. You see dozens of futuristic looking dive suits all around the wall. And you see this little, um, I forget what they're called, but you see this opening that drops down into the ocean below. So Axel grabs some suits, tosses them over to you, and he says, here, try these on, see if they fit. While he begins adjusting one himself. It's a long dive down to the bottom, so make sure you've got everything done before we start going. Ah, yes. Is there anything else we need to do? Perhaps the robot? At this point, we can just let her in and dive. I'm sorry, what'd you say, David? Let her in and then go do our little dive thing. Okay. So if you want to discreetly... Want to. Yeah, you can be like, psst, robot. Psst, well, hey, we did go outside to get to this building, right? That is true. So let's say... We could have picked her up like, on the way. She's like, where do you think you're going? And then she zooms after you. So she's with you guys now. She's very angry. She won't talk to you, but she's with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's do it. All right, so the robot says, do they have any of these in my size? And then Axel um, gets like a tiny little bathosphere. He says, we use these for the camera drones. And he just traps her in this giant bathosphere and puts it on a chain. He says, who wants to carry the robot? I'll do it. Okay. So he gives you a chain or a tether. It's like one of those light tether things that he has. And you can just wrap it around your hand and the robot's inside. Gotcha. So are you guys ready? Yes. Axel opens up the hatch below him and it leads to about a hundred foot drop into the water. And he says, ladies first. Oh, crud, crud. He forgot one thing. He says, oh, I forgot one thing. So he goes over to your guys' backs and starts messing with a couple dials. He says, I almost forgot to activate your monster frequency things. That would have been a short trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you hear this faint, like, and it just, it never stops. It's kind of annoying, but you have the feeling that it will be more, more, more annoying to the monsters than to you. That's fine. We had class for a long time. I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So who wants to jump into the water first? Mm, Axel. Axel. So Axel's a little bit offended that he said ladies first, then he let him go, but <laughs> he huffs, he ignores it, and he's like, see you guys at the bottom. And he jumps down. You see him like go down for a few seconds, and, and he just goes into the water and disappears beneath the murky depths. All right, let's jump in. All right, so you guys jump down, and you have that kind of momentary panic feeling as you jump, and there's nothing to stop you. The water's coming up too fast. Boom! You guys smack into the water, and now you are beneath the city of the plunder. You see massive steel beams, or titanium, I'm not sure what they are, but you see these massive beams from the plunder snaking all the way down into the ocean, all the way out of sight. You look around a little bit, and all you can see is water. Just dark, dark water. 
Dark Waters. Hey! He's like, he said the name. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys get down into the water, you see Axel with one of those little mini flashlights. He gives you the Universal Diver okay sign. Then he points down and he starts swimming. All right. Do you follow him? I do the same, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, we watch him go. <laughs> well, it's important in dive school, you actually have to have your buddy. So I look at my buddy and I say diver down and then he has to give me the okay. Do you give him the okay? Are we buddies? Okay. Yeah, what, you can't dive without your buddy. So you guys are swimming down, 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 down. You never really appreciated that this planet was completely covered in water until just now. And you briefly wonder why you're not crushed by the pressure, and you realize, oh, it's a future suit, so we don't have to worry about being crushed. Great. So as you keep diving, the water goes from inky black to jet black. You cannot see anything except for Axel's light a couple feet ahead of you guys. Do we have lights? Yeah, you have like little wrist lights on your dive suits. Okay. And as you keep diving, you look over to your left and right, and you see like little flashes of like red and green light and it illuminates what you see as very, very large things moving in the background. But they are keeping their distance from you. Hmm. Let's not be concerned about that. As long as our suits are working, we can keep going. We'll just hurry up then. Okay, so let's cut back to Mitch quickly while you guys are diving down to the core. Mitch, what are you up to? Uh, fixing the ship. Fixing the ship. Okay, at this point, the ship is fixed. Good job. Does the ship have any type of exterior defenses or weapons? It does not. This is um, this is one of the kind of like government repair ships. It wouldn't really need anything to defend itself with. All right. Well, then other than that, I think I'll just make sure maybe go up to the cockpit. Oh, I can't. I don't I don't understand cockpit science. Well, that's OK. You go up to the cockpit, actually, and you see Klaus sitting in the control panel and he's like messing around with the ship controls. I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> Are you going to try to knock out Klaus? This is this is what I'll do. I will go to the med lab, I will get a sedative, and I will stick it into his neck so that he sleeps until the others get here. Oh my goodness. Okay, so do you actually do that? Yes. Okay, Chris or David, I want you to roll for Klaus to see if he's aware of David or of Mitch trying to stab him. Ten. <laughs> okay. Dang it. So he puts his hands, he's like, okay, I, I get it, I get it. And then he gets away from the control panel. Um, and as he's walking away, though, he says, Oh, by the way, is there fish repellent on this ship? Fish repellent? Yeah. And he points out um, from the, I guess, from the window. And you see, you just barely see, like, a fin um, going back into the water. And it's um, about 100 feet away from your ship. Yeah, remember the fish repellent we packed with us? That's right. We have, we have repellent. Okay. And then he becomes goofy again and prances away to, like, eat schnitzel or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. While he's eating, is he still aware? Um, no, he's kind of into that schnitzel now. Okay, can I can I sedate him now? Gosh. <laughs> Roll to see where you hit him. Four. Okay, cool. Yeah, you miss any major artery, so that's good. So <laughs> Klaus is like, ooh, and he's like, ooh, and he goes to sleep. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a rope. Are you actually going to tie up Klaus? Yes. No, we need him. <laughs> He's fine. Okay, what do you tie up? His arms and legs. Gosh, okay. Is there any rope on the ship that you have with you? I'll make some. You'll make Okay, what are you making it with? Wait. Oh, I have masking tape. I have masking tape. Hey, that's using your noggin. Gonna masking tape his arms and legs together. Gonna masking tape the heck out of him. Okay, so <laughs> you masking tape him. And do you give him, like, any... Can he breathe still? Oh, yeah, he's, he's fine to breathe. He's like, I tape his mouth and his nose. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't do anything that mean, but I am going to drag him towards the door. Okay, so Klaus is just nice and sleepy, and you've sedated him, and the ship is repaired, but you are aware of something out in the water. Almost as if on cue now, you hear a, or you feel a slight jostle on the ship. Hey, you should just hover the ship just above the water. Is the laser off yet? You can hover it just high enough that the laser won't notice you. I still don't think it's a good idea. Uh, Do it below yeah. the height of the building. Or park it on land. Park? There is no land. What is all the buildings on? Well, zombie ground. Can't you just land there? Well, I mean, you could land there if you want to. Wouldn't those things attack the ship? Sure, but we'll, so won't that giant fish? That's been foreshadowed. All right. I guess what I'll do is I'll kind of move the ship so that it kind of, like, gently... That's what I'm looking for. It kind of like graces itself up onto the housing area and kind of pushes anything that's on top of it off. 
Okay, so are you resting on top of a building? Uh, isn't there like a walkway where the housing district is? There is. I want to rest on that. Okay, so you rest on that and you hear a couple like squishes <laughs> as you land on the ship. <laughs> a couple you of also what? hear a couple indignant. You hear some indignant snarls as well, but other than that, you think you're safe. So now we're gonna hop back to David and Chris. You guys have been swimming for what feels like ages, and your arms are aching. But finally, you see something coming out of the darkness. You see this bright blue light, and it's weak at first. But as you swim closer and closer, you see the core of the planet. And almost like a parasite, there is this aluminum metal-looking building that's been built into the side of it. Let's go in that building. Axel turns back to you guys and points to a hatch. And he swims over to it. I'll also follow him. Okay. So you guys swim over to the hatch. And Axel types in a set of commands. The hatch opens up for you and he swims inside. And let's just assume you guys go into. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you guys go inside. The room seals. And you've seen the movies. It goes like, as all the water is flooded out of the room. And after about a minute, the air is breathable and it's completely dry. Cool. Take off my little scuba gear. You take off your scuba gear? Yeah, but not the monster repellent stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's um built into the scuba gear. Oh, then I guess I leave it on. Okay. Uh, what about you, Chris? <sighs> is there anything else around? Um, so there is a door leading out of this room, but other than that, it's just an air an airlock. So there's nothing in here. All right. Well, I'm gonna keep my suit on. Oh, and inside the little bath of spear thing, you hear Evie like kind of whirring, like let me out of here. All right, I pop it open like a Pokeball. Yeah. I'm going to hold on to that tether. It's like it's a long cable yeah, it's, thing. It's, yeah, it's like a light lasso. Hold on to that. Okay. So you guys, um, oh yeah, Evie says, so Evie says, loading map.png. And on her display, you see the map that you guys had downloaded earlier. Neat. All right. So where, where are we? Yeah. Okay, so obviously you're at the core of Neurocosmos, and the building is kind of diamond-shaped. So you're starting out right by the escape pods. The escape pods are located next to the next to the airlock. So the escape pods branch off to two other buildings. There's the labs, and there is the mess hall area, basically. And then that fe that feeds off into a weapons closet at the very end. And then at the very center, all the rooms lead into an area called the reactor. All right, well, I presume the reactor seems like the place we need to go. I kind of watch. I got the weapons room. Oh, you know, that could also be useful. So Axel turns to you guys and he says, look at what I brought. And he pulls out futuristic TNT. He pulls out specifically clay C4. Rectangle. Hold that. You don't want to know. <laughs> and then he says, if we stick this baby onto the reactor... We can get the heck out of here before it blows up, and boom, laser done for. Sounds good to me. He says it's got a five-minute timer, so that should be plenty of time to get out of here. Or even more conveniently, we're going to put it on the robot and tell her to set it off. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my god. She's not sentient. It's okay. It's okay. It's more cost-efficient. Cost-efficient. We'll be serving the company. That is true. She has to follow the three laws of robots, right? Um, then he says, also, theor totally theoretical situation. If we need to, we can also detonate it manually. Just putting that out there. I'm not going to mm. do it, but if one of you guys want to, you know. Ah, sounds like so foreshadowing. Robots. Yeah, so I say we just leave the robot with all the explosives. Gosh. So do you strap the explosives onto Evie? No, we're going to put it on the reactor, but we're just going to leave them there to be automatically or manually set off by the robot. Okay. Also, at this point, um, you're going to hear a like kind of static on your radio. It's like you're being hailed by someone. Oh, all right. Let's pick it up. I say Domino's. Domino's, yeah. Delivery? Uh, yeah, you wanted five large pizzas? Too bad. All we have is C4. Oh, wait, what? Uh, I thought Mitch was delivering anyways. the pizzas. Oh, wait. No, I, I thought... <laughs> anyways. Uh, hey, guys. I got the ship fixed. However, I'm on the housing platforms because there's things in the water we're down here and we're gonna try and blow this thing up would you yeah, like I'm to say good. your goodbyes to evie who's evie again who's evie <laughs> no nope, i guess not okay so evie's display changes into a middle finger <laughs> <laughs> just kidding evie i love you i'm the one that named you anyway i pat her on the head and said your service will not be forgotten it changes into like a frowny face and then she whirs away into the corner so let's go set up the C4. Oh, and maybe swing some up. We can swing through the weapons room on the way out. 
Let, let's let's get some weapons. Yes. So you walk out of the airlock chamber into the escape pod room, and it's a bunch of escape pods. You see twenty different escape pods in there, and unfortunately or ominously, not a single one of them had been fired off. You also see lots of black ooze covering the floor, but this ooze is a little bit different from what you've seen before. Previously, the ooze was in these huge black clumps, but these look very tiny. It's almost like moss. You see a couple of them try to latch onto your foot, onto your feet, onto your dive suits, but with just a little bit of effort, you can lift your foot up off the floor. Hmm. Let's keep on walking and not touch any of that stuff. So you keep walking and it's only just a little bit more difficult than usual because every time, every time you take a step, these little things try to latch onto you. But other than that, they don't seem hostile. Okay. And um, where do you head to next? So it branches off to the reactor, the labs, or the mess hall. Where's the weapons room? The weapons room is at the very end. Like through the mess hall or through the... Yeah, so if this is a diamond shape, you were on the left side and you got to get to the right side. Gotcha. Um, well, I, I feel like if we go, through go to the, the labs... I mean, I feel like that's where this came from, but I don't necessarily want to go expose myself to it. And then Axel says, no, dude, remember, it came from the mines. The mines. Oh, sure, then let's go to the lab. Maybe they'll have a cure in here. So you go to the lab, and oh gosh, it's a mess in here. So there's all these overturned tables. You see these lab coats smeared with blood, and you see at the very end this lone computer terminal, the only one that hasn't been destroyed, and it has... It has a play button up on its screen, like a video ended, and it's waiting to be pressed. Is it named ah.mp4? Ooh, good guess, but no. Let's go watch that video. So you click the video, and you see security footage. Uh, you see security footage labeled about one month ago. So you hear alarms blaring, people screaming, and you see one guy running past with his other scientist friend. He's like, we gotta prime the reactor. These things are gonna spread all over the planet. And he says, what's the password for the reactor? And he starts yelling out, 2297, you gotta hurry, it's 22. Then he hears scream as he's suddenly pounced on by several monsters and gnawed to death. And then it ends. Mm, that's not a very secure password. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. Anything else in the room? Um, You notice that the door leading outside to the weapons closet is completely covered in bulbous black ooze. Like, it's mm. completely in the door. And if you look at it closely, you see it trying to push its way into the room towards you. Okay, let's not go there. Yeah, it's a smart idea. Um, go back towards the mess. So you head towards the mess hall, and it's a similar situation. Just blood everywhere, black ooze coating the floor. And it's just it's just not a, not a good sign, not a good sight. Let's just go to the reactor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> At this point, we, we have, have the password. We have C4. We're good. So you head to the reactor, and I'm having trouble trying to explain it. It's like one of those really cool-looking ones. Is this huge room with this giant circular spinning thing with electricity arcing out from the sides. And you see four different stairways that lead up and control panels on each of them. This is a nuclear reactor? So remember, it's the thing that's harnessing the electrical currents from the planet's Oh, that's core. right, that's right, that's right. Okay, well, let's just go stick the C4 on all the important bits. So you go over to the, um, I guess the reactor. <laughs> Do you want to call Mitch or tell him that you're about done? Well, we're not done yet. We got After it's put down, then we'll call him. Okay, so you go over to the reactor, and Axel says, Okay, give me just a second to stick this on. So he goes over, and he sets down the C4. Um, he goes over to the very far end of the room. He says, like, each of these panels are a different function. This one I'm putting it on is the cooling system. This thing's gonna blow in minutes, trust me. So he sets it down. He says, okay, how do you guys want to do this? Are we priming it with the dumb robot, or are we doing a timer or manually? What do you want to do? I think we let the robot do all the work here, right? So we, we swim away, and then, you know, after we tell the robot in five minutes, start the timer for five minutes to set this off, right? Is that, a, is that what we want to do, team? Um, I feel like the other option is we, do, we set off the timer now, and, and then right. that black stuff's going to start attacking... And then we gotta def someone's got to stay back and defend it while the rest of us try and escape. And then that's how Axel dies. Or we could have, like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's what's going to happen if we try and, like, set off the timer now. So Axel's going to turn to you guys, by the way. He's going to say, hey, just so you know, it's going to take us a while to swim to the surface. That's going to be a while for your buddy to dodge asteroids. We should probably take the escape pods. Because, obviously, escape pods in the ocean are going to be made to go to the surface. Duh. Hmm. 
I forgot about the escape pods. That's clever. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's what I'm here for. Okay. How many people does it take to start the timer on these things? Well, it's early, just a button press. It's, you know, not that hard. Yeah, so we can go sit in the escape pod while you press start, right? I have several objections to that. <laughs> well, then let's make the robot do it. I'll sacrifice this if I have to. Axel says, music to my ears, and he starts strutting down. He's going to pass you the C4, and suddenly, lo and behold, a black tentacle comes out of nowhere, smacks Axel across the room, and he hits the wall hard, taking two damage. Oh. And as you look at where the tentacle came from, your mouth drop, your mouths drop in horror as you see an eldritch horror looming above you. There is a 30-foot tall... Klaus, yes. I'm back. Woo! <laughs> you see this 30-foot tall abomination of black ooze. And out of every couple of feet, you see different limbs popping out. You see heads. You see a beak, actually, at the very top, formed from hundreds of human teeth. And all the eyes are looking at you guys fixedly. All of a sudden, you see the mouth struggling as if trying to communicate, as if trying to communicate with you. And you hear for a moment, Don't bow. And then it starts slithering towards you, using its tentacles to drag itself towards you. I'm starting to count down. You're starting to count. Okay, so Axel. Just so, set him off now. Okay, so Axel had the C4 before he got knocked. Do you want to run over to him? Yes. Okay, so you pick up the C4. Axel's like, that freaking sucked. Ow. <laughs> and he like grabs his chest. I'm gonna go grab Axel. I'm gonna prime it. Can I throw it? Yeah, sure. You can try throwing it. Uh, I'm worried about this thing trying to disarm the C4 before it goes off. Oh, maybe. Ah, no, I think we'll be fine. I don't think it'll know how to disarm it. Alright, so I'll set it, and I'm gonna toss it opposite of the giant Druid Abomination, and I'm just gonna chuck it. And I'm gonna try and put a, put Axel over my shoulder. Like, not like pick him up, but like, you know, like that kind of side shoulder. So you chuck it, and you're able to land it pretty close to where you want it to go, and then you pick up Axel, and then he's like, thanks for that man, and it, ugh, and he coughs up blood. Oh, my favorite. He's like, I'm, I'm still in the fight. Don't leave me here, okay? Don't leave me here. <laughs> We've been met day on the ship. Let's go. Yes, please, hurry. All right, I'm also, I want to radio I want to radio to Mitch and tell him what's going down. Tell him to get the ship ready, because we're about to blow this place in five minutes. So if this was a video game, at the bottom left of your screen, the five-minute timer would pop up. So you guys all got watches. So, Mitch, do you want to set a timer for five minutes on your watch? I can set it. Oh, if I can be bothered, okay. If I can find it. Okay, let me know when to start it. So yeah, we'll do an actual five-minute timer to see how this goes. Five minutes has started. The bomb's going like, beep, beep, beep. All right, we're running out of this room to the escape pod. So yep, you hear a go. roar as the monster, roar, is chasing after you. So you run back towards the escape pod? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you run towards the escape pod, and you see that all of the little kind of like black ooze moss in the area, as if being controlled by the Eldritch Abomination, it is all moved off the floor and has formed a blockade in front of the door. Do I still have my blowtorch? I heard laser and blowtorch. Sorry, let him do it first. Okay, so you fire your laser at it? Yes. Okay, so with a shriek, you hear the hive mind behind you yell out in pain as the ooze starts to disintegrate in front of you. And at this point, the um, monster gets to take one swing at you because it took a little bit. So who is who last in line? I am. Axel? Axel? No. I, I was, I, I'll say it because I have the most health. Oh, and where's Evie, by the way? She's just kind of coming. I don't she's know. Kinda, she's just whirring around kind of in terror. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so Chris, roll for me, please. Oh, one. One. Okay, well that's okay. Um, you're kind of smacked into the wall as well. Your vision goes blurry for a second, and you take two damage. But you're okay. So the monster hisses again, <laughs> and it tries to wedge itself into the room. It's obviously much bigger than you, so it takes a second. Uh, let's keep moving quickly. Yeah. So you make it to the escape pods, and the monster is about 20 feet behind you. It'll take a turn to get to you. What do you guys do? Put Axel on his own, and then get in mine. So Axel- Shoot well, the monster. You shoot the monster. Okay, so you just empty your clip into it. I'm firing all three shots. Oh, whoa. This thing's pretty big, so it takes all of them. It takes them like a champ, but it screams at you, and you buy yourself another turn while it kind of recoils. Okay, worth it. So as Axel, as you drop Axel into the pod, he's like, oh, that's a rib. Oh. So he says, just press the blue button at the top. It'll do the rest. And then he kind of like goes, Ugh. and he just kind of like goes back to like nursing his rib. Cool, I pressed the blue button. Okay, so you guys press the blue buttons, 
and you hear the monster shriek as your tube seals and it shoots into the water. You hear the monster go like, <laughs> so your tubes shoot into the water. They hang in suspended animation for a second, and then you hear a motor turning on at the bottom, and they start rocketing towards the surface. Cool. Presumably, Mitch has been prepped. He knows we're coming. Yeah. So at this point, um, here's what we'll do. So you guys took about three and a half minutes. So we'll just, we'll put it up to five, you know. So you look back out of your skate pods and you see a bright flash of light as the reactor explodes into a brilliant shower of fireworks. Um, Mitch, as as you um, are up um, upstairs, gosh. Mitch, on the surface, you look out to the laser, you see the laser stop mid-motion, and it just stops shooting and stops firing. And, you know, you're happy for a second, but all of a sudden a meteorite smashes into the laser, and you look above you, and you see all of these asteroids hurtling towards the planet without a laser to protect you anymore. And also behind you, you hear Klaus struggling furiously with his bindings. <sighs> That said, it we're off a lot faster than I thought. All right, well, I'm going to have the ship primed and ready for launch. So they are shooting out of the water. Um, there are, like, short-range radios, I guess, on the escape pod so you can communicate. And Axel yells to you, David, tell him we'll be breaching the surface in approximately 45 seconds. We'll be breaching the surface in approximately 45 seconds. Thank you. <laughs> Over. Over. Do you copy that, Mitch? Copy. Okay, so they're obviously not going to shoot out right on top of the plunder. They're going to shoot out into the water. So you might want to go and retrieve them. Does the ship have any type of, like, magnetic uh, field or something where I can, like, pick up their vessels or, like, a... Yeah, it's got a mini tractor beam. It's pretty short range, so you got to be close to them. But you can do it if you're close enough. I'm going to try to reactivate the frequency thing to keep the fish away. Okay, yeah, the escape pods have it built in. Don't worry. Oh, wonderful. That was only for if you tried to swim away. <laughs> I guess what I can do is, now that the thing's disabled, I can hover over the water and look for them. Okay, you hover over the water. There are a few asteroids that get close to you, but you're okay for now. Behind you, um, Klaus has finally gotten it off his mouth. He's like, no chains can hold Klaus. <laughs> and you hear him slowly working through his bindings. Alright, Jonathan, you're tempting me to stab him in the throat with scissors. <laughs> do you want me to do that? Because I will. You know I will. <laughs> well, that's that's up to you. <laughs> Just make sure you pay attention to the window. Don't want to get clipped by anything. Window? Yeah, you know, to see where all the meteorites are. Yeah, uh, I'm going to ignore Klaus for now and just keep an eye on meteors. Great. So, at this point, you, um, David, Chris, Axel, and... I guess Evie's with you all. Yeah, I guess Evie snuck in at the last moment. You guys shoot out of the water, and for a moment you kind of hang in midair, just looking at the plunder slowly being destroyed by asteroids. And then you feel the pull of gravity as you start rushing towards the water below. I guess I'll tractor beam them up towards the door. So you zoom over. You're not the best at flying, obviously, but it's a little bit sh it's a little bit shaky. But you get in, you tractor beam them, you latch them onto the ship, and you all are safely on board the ship. Wonderful. All right, now let's leave. Okay. So at this point, Klaus has finally broken free of the bindings. He's like, "What the heck was that for, man? <laughs> you stabbed me in the neck." All right. So do you guys get out of your escape pods? Yes. So you guys get out of the escape pods, and you all are slowly getting out, and you guys are, like, all high-fiving and congratulating. Whatever. What do you guys say to each other? David, fly the ship. Yeah, uh, right. we left Gene. We left Gene. Oh, you That's did okay. leave Gene. Oh, my gosh. Who? <laughs> He's just, like, bound, looking at all these asteroids. He's like, I hate those guys. <laughs> <laughs> eh, he's with his family now. He yeah. is, yeah. Okay, so you guys are, yeah, so what do you say, David, fly the ship? Yeah, I'll happily do so. So you guys start heading over, and then you hear Axel say, oh, crap. So you guys look over at Axel, and you notice he looks down at his outfit, and you see some black ooze on his shirt. I push him out the door immediately. Well, you guys are already in the ship. I know. I open the door and push him out. You, like, open up the airlock and shove him out? We're not, like, in, like, space yet, are we? No, not in space mm -hmm. yet. Axel's yeah. like, okay, guys, guys, I, I know what you're thinking. Let's not do this, okay? Yeah, no, we're putting him in the airlock at least. So before any of you can react, Axel begins screaming as he is absorbed by this alien monster, and he becomes a puddle of goo on the ground. Ugh, why couldn't it have been class? Where's the blowtorch? <laughs> Use the blowtorch. Okay, suddenly you see it reform in Axel's back. Except he looks at you with a smile and he says, Stay. 
And then he lunges for the control panel of the ship. All right, I'm going to blowtorch him. Okay, roll the blowtorch. Ugh, 19. <laughs> okay, so you accidentally blowtorch Mitch by mistake. Um, really? I'm attacking him. <laughs> I still have a space suit on with a dive suit on. I'm going to You do have a dive suit on, yeah. So at this point, he sees you trying to attack, so he jumps back and he takes a swing at you as well, Chris. So you guys attack each other. So, yeah, I guess you'll both roll. I roll a two. Okay, David, will you roll for Nega Axel? Yes. Sure, two also. Okay, so you guys both hit each other. Um, what you hit um, Axel with? My fist? The butt of the pistol. The butt of the pistol. That's actually really good. I'm going to pistol whip. He hits you for one damage, and then you hit him in the face with the pistol. He reels back as you see his face caved in. Then he smiles, and his face slowly pops back into place. I'm going to try and blowtorch again. And this time, David, he's going to turn to try and attack you. Um, roll the blowtorch. Um, six. Six, okay. So you blowtorch him in the arm, and he screams in pain as his arm falls to the ground and disintegrates into steam. He now has one arm and is looking at you very angry. And Mitch, now he goes for you. Wait, is there anything on the ship that I can use as a... Uh, uh, are there any fire extinguishers? There is a fire extinguisher on the ship. It's in the um, mess hall. No, I'm sorry, it's in the engine room, duh. In the engine room. I'm going to try and go for that to spray him. Okay, that'll take you one turn to do, but you go and do that. So then Axel's going to turn back and try to attack you again, David. All right, I'm going to defend with my blowtorch. Okay, so Chris, I want you to roll for Axel. David, you roll for yourself. Five. Nine. Nine. Okay, so you guys both kind of pathetically miss each other. <laughs> can I, like, grab Axel? I just want to grab and hold him. Sure, you can grab him. How much hit points do you have, by the way? I think I'm down to one or two at this point. Yeah, you're down to one shoot because you got hit by the monster and you just got hit by Axel. Uh, you know what? Risk it for the biscuit. Okay, so you get Axel. So roll to, like, bear hug him or whatever. It's two. So you get Axel into a bear hug and you squeeze him. And as soon as you squeeze him, you remember that he's made of ooze, and he just kind of covers your body instead. Cool. He's on my body? Yes. I jump into the airlock. No! No! <laughs> okay, so before you do that, um, Mitch has a fire extinguisher. You want to try using that? Yeah. <laughs> I'll try extinguishing uh, Chris's hot bod. So this is a special fire extinguisher meant for space fires. So it shoots like super concentrated cold air. Perfect. All right. So Mitch, you may be able to save. <laughs> you I may don't know. be able to Wouldn't save. Would this not kill him too? It might. We'll see. We'll see. He's got that spacesuit. He should be fine. If it goes underwater, it's for extreme cold. That is true. I didn't think about that. So Mitch, um, a lot rides on this roll. Let's see how you do. Six. Ooh, nice. okay. So you hear Axel, well, Nega Axel, you hear him scream, and he looks to try to bite you in the mouth um, or in the face, Chris. But as he's about to, you see, like, crystals forming on him, and then he freezes in place and, you know, shatters to the floor. And then it kind of disintegrates. Ooh, ooh. Congratulations, you guys defeated Nega Axel. All of a sudden, though, you hear sirens in the ship, and you look up, and you see five asteroids heading directly towards your ship. You also see up ahead of the control panel that Klaus is sitting at the controls. No! <laughs> uh, excuse me, Klaus. Let me take over here real quick. I should have just killed him when I had the chance. So Axel, or no, not Axel. Rip Axel. So Klaus turns to you and says, Don't worry, friend. I can handle this. And then suddenly, what? Klaus's hands fly across the controls and the ship purrs to life. All of a sudden, <laughs> Wait, he navigates the ship perfectly through the first asteroid, just barely skimming across it. And he's like, just like shooting womp rats back home, huh? <laughs> what? What? They have womp rats in Germany? Then after that, the second asteroid comes up, he expertly dodges it, and he says, watch those wrist rockets. <laughs> what? <laughs> then after that, the third one comes up, and it's just about to hit you, but he's like, child's play. And he yanks the controls down, and he just barely, barely rolls past it and past the other two. And you shoot off into space. Uh, incredible. Okay. So, I'm Klaus is a pilot. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Klaus, I thought you were a janitor. <laughs> I was, but I got fired from my old racing position for heavy drinking. I used to be a professional spaceship pilot. Ugh. Finally, that thing's gone from my throat. Ugh. You know, you ever have some of those head colds like messes with your throat? Yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. Oh. Yeah, so he says, anyways, huh. buckle up, boys. Where do you want me to take you next? Uh, home. <laughs> Anywhere but here. I guess. 
he types a few buttons in or types a few commands in. He's like, too bad about that Axel guy though, but I guess that's what happens when we're on Dark Waters or you know, whatever. And then the title pops up, boom, Dark Waters. And you see the ship go into hyperspace and it zooms into space and with a twinkle, you're gone. You have finally left Nero Cosmos. Congratulations, guys. You beat the game. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't kill Klaus. I am, like, Me so too. many times, you're like, please don't stab Klaus. Please don't stab him. <laughs> because, so, what, so let me explain that quickly first. First off, congratulations. But secondly, I wanted Klaus to be an instant win condition at the very end. But I wanted to make him very annoying so you'd want to kill him. <laughs> so I'm so glad you didn't kill him. Yeah. Was, yeah, we got resistant. played like fools. We, oh. we, we, we tried to kill him at every turn. <laughs> so what would have happened? Um, so what would have happened? Your ship has three hit points, okay? And each, and each asteroid you'd have to roll to avoid. And if you got hit by it, it'd be one point of damage. So it would have been very difficult to survive that last part without Klaus. <laughs> oh, wow. Congratulations, guys. You did it. That's so sad. Daxel died. And Gene. Oh, Chris, you scared me so much when you were about to sacrifice yourself. That would have been good. I feel like that would have been a good ending. That would have been a pretty good dramatic ending. He's like, where are you going? I'll see you in the dark waters. No! Jumps out. <laughs> and then he explodes for some reason. Yeah. For a monkey style. Yeah. Oh, guys, you did so good in the campaign. Good job. Oh, I can't believe it's over. I didn't think you'd make it. <laughs> there was a couple of moments there where I didn't think we would either. There were a couple close yeah. calls. My goodness. Woo. Okay. Well, if you want to hear the rest of a uh, rest of the campaign and all the things they missed, you can join us next episode when we do behind the scenes on the making of Dark Waters. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we will see you in season two in about a month. Until then, like and subscribe and whatever. Ciao.